you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for uh, listening to us. And, and I want, want to just remind you to make sure and subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on and uh, leave us a nice five-star review. It really helps the network out, helps keep things going. And uh, also, if you're not aware, um, we have the, uh, uh, a Fight Game Media Discord that we just started up. And currently, if you're not already in it, it's only available to people that are in our Patreon. So if you're not already subscribed to the Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com backslash fight game media. It's five bucks a month. You get all the great audio shows and you also get exclusive first access to the um, to the Patreon or to the Discord, which uh, there's a special MMA section in there that Ryan is in all the time. And there's also a, a, a channel i guess is what they call it specifically dedicated to this show so uh you know we'll post links to the show we'll you know take comments questions whatever um and uh, yeah so uh, ryan and i are both in there and lots of other people it's getting pretty active it's kind of fun so yeah yeah and as we get more used to it and all that since we just started we'll we'll be able to add you know everybody like anybody yeah. who wants to oh yeah 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 this, in, uh, so. this is kind of like um what did garrett call it a beta testing yeah so it's you know it we're just trying to work out the kinks and it's going pretty well so i would expect you know who knows maybe like a yeah. month yeah well okay. it, it'll be open for anybody work but. out the kinks establish who's kind of in charge of every little yeah little you know community channel and all that so many like moderators <laughs> and stuff depending <laughs> not on... necessarily moderators just people who yeah just more like you know conversation flowers yeah kind of like the facebook group was you know yeah different people and i should i i and i shouldn't say was because i mean the facebook group's still there as well and uh ryan and i are both in there of course uh garrett our uh fearless leader is not allowed on facebook but uh the rest of us are all still there and uh you know it's just we're kind of transitioning over to you know the the 2020s and getting into discord so it's it's i was hesitant and you know i was probably the loudest complainer and i'm probably one of the more active people on there so yeah you know discord's the new new thing people getting away from twitter and facebook because you can kind of you know join what you want join what you want and and ignore stuff easier and you know just and you get and you get like you know you have better conversations and stuff it's easier to to have a conversation if you want to talk to ryan about you know a fight you know you can you you guys can just get in a conversation right in there you yeah. can do it by dm or you can do it right in the thing so everybody can read it and, yeah uh, yeah it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> and the stuff that you get off of twitter and facebook to to avoid probably ain't going to come up in there so exactly exactly so yeah it's it's yeah so far so good and we've been it's been going for about a little over a week i think and uh or maybe less, because I, I don't even know if we had it last week when we did this show. So I think no, it's actually been we, less than a week. I think we started it on Wednesday or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. So and yeah, we started yeah. the day we started the day of dynamite because that's right because that was like kind the of the first test, test yeah. 
Yeah, that was, yeah, so it was fun. But uh, we got a we got a busy show here. We got a pay per view that uh, just happened on the weekend that we're gonna go go over, and then we got a a show. I was gonna say a big show, but a show okay. from uh, <laughs> for, on Fight Pass that we're gonna nice. look at. And uh, yeah, we'll get into that. But um, the show on the weekend was, I mean, it was kind of top heavy, but it was a good show. Um, you know, and not not a lot of like big huge names on the undercard, but uh, you know, is a lot of Australians on the card, and and the show was from Australia. So fantastic crowd! <laughs> crowd was amazing. One of the best crowds ever, right? Eh? Would you say? Yeah, like, yeah, like right up there with those London crowds. Yeah, yeah, might be the, might be the best crowd since uh they they went back to arena shows. You think so? Eh? So better than like the Patty crowds. Uh, the thing about London is, <laughs> maybe so. When you watch that Volkanovski entrance uh-huh. and everybody singing yeah. down yeah. under, and I did watch it. Like you know me, like, I skipped the entrances, but I yeah, didn't skip that. That that was that was all time. That was top level all time walkouts right there. And you could see it, like it it moved him, like he was. You know, like I think I mean, obviously, he was probably expecting to get a good reaction, but I don't think he was expecting that. Here's the here's the reason why I would say this was crowd was better than the London cards. The start time they were that arena was packed yes. at seven a.m. Yes. Okay. Well, was it packed? I, I was going to ask you because it was it was about from what I heard from a uh, like Mike Bond and a couple of a couple of media members that made the trek they said it was like 60 percent right when the first prelim started started but once like the feature prelims happened which was nine o'clock local time it was it was completely full it was full okay because i could have like and again i I don't remember when this was but i remember some wide shots that they took and it looked like there's some empty seats at the top and you know various places so i wasn't quite sure uh, you know if 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 it actually did sell out yeah um and then they had uh, they had a they had a pretty big crowd at the ceremonial weigh-ins the day before, oh, yeah? which happened at like six a.m. So like there was like wow. like the like they were jacked up. The, the well, in this crowd, events. I mean, they've been wanting UFC back for you know, I mean, it's been almost four years, right? Yeah, so twenty nineteen since Australia yeah. had, had yeah. Something. So yeah, it's uh, it was an and and they got a good show. So that that was the you know that was the other bonus. Um, I mean, it wasn't a great night. Uh, for all the Australians, cause, you know, a few of them lost, but uh, overall they did all right. Um, you know, I, I, uh, and, and the ones, you know, and I think, you know, the Volkanovsky fight, and we'll talk about that now, I guess. Um, cause I actually, I haven't listened to you on observer radio yet. So I don't, I don't know what you had to say there. And I, I haven't read anything you said on Twitter cause I watched the show on delay and we haven't even really talked about the show no. at all other than the, you know, we talked about the first decision. Yeah. Um, but because yeah, um, I, I knew you were watching it late, I didn't want to spoil yeah. anything. No, no. But um, I mean, I you know I I thought Malkachev won. I you know I, I had it forty eight forty seven for him, and I thought the second round was like super close, and basically it came down to whoever he gave the second round to was would won the fight. In my opinion, I don't know what you thought. I had a forty eight forty seven mock Malkachev. I had him winning one, two, and four. I thought two and four were both close, kind of swing. Yeah. Kind of swing, swing, and I, I, I've had people tell me that round four wasn't close. It just kind of depends, like what you see. I think two was close, closer than four. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought two was almost a coin flip. Yeah, like, and uh, but I, I think, 
and I said this on on Observer Radio, and of course, people who don't listen listen to that, you know, and then but listen to this, you know, I'll share the same thoughts, uh, like me. For, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, and we have those because you know, we yeah, have those. I will. I bet I we, just haven't yet. Yeah, and we have listeners that don't listen there, but listen, yeah. you know, from us promoting it, yeah. promoting it through social media. But uh, anyway, like I think round four is a good case study of of a round that we should start re-examining the criteria, criteria, the scoring criteria. So, you know, Makachev, he did land those two big left hands early in the round. Didn't rock Wolkanovski, but he landed them to set up the takedown. And he had back control with, with the body triangle. And that's a dominant position right there, but he didn't really do anything with it. Whereas Volkanovski was landing back punches. I mean, were yep. they damaging blows? No, but he was landing a lot of them, and his defense was was top notch. Like he was negating Makachev being able to do anything, and Makachev seemed to be like more so holding on that round because we saw him in the we saw Makachev in the fifth round where he was tired in the fifth. Yeah, so he might have been tired at that point and put Mm -hmm. you know and trying to trying to you know conserve some for the for the fifth but uh but people gave him the fourth i gave him the fourth because you know he had a back control dominant position position but uh and i don't know that you know volkanovsky he landed a lot of the back strikes i don't think enough to to do to do damage but at the same time like maybe we should put more maybe like activity should yeah. be should be like looked at. More. I and and it looked like um, Mark Goddard was like he was almost ready to stand them up and and Volkanovsky uh, or sorry Makachev was in a dominant position, yeah. like he you know he had the body triangle and he had the back and and Goddard was like do something like yeah. you know and and then I think what it was Volkanovsky finally got to his feet right yeah by the end yeah, of the round toward, towards yeah. towards the towards the yeah. I think I think the only reason he didn't get stood up was because of the fact Volkanovsky was yeah. active on the ground I mean when you look at the stats on the round it was six to four significant strikes you know Volkanovsky to Makachev he was up six to four but we look at total strikes which is including this stuff that was on the ground Volkanovsky 49 Makachev 19 well, yeah, I was going to so, say like probably like forty-five to ten is kind of yeah, what I was forty-nine, nineteen. Forty, yeah. But then, so that's, yeah. but then you have Makachev three, three twenty-five with the back, back control. control. Yeah. So, and the judges are yeah. just kind of, I mean, it's ingrained in them to give yeah. to give the fighter that round. Now, I thought one thing that was interesting. I don't know if you saw this comment in the Facebook group, but our friend uh, Nick uh, Mahmood, who is a uh, he's a licensed judge. He judges regional MMA. I don't think he's ever done UFC, but you know he'll he'll do his scores. He thought Volkanovski won all five rounds. No, no way. No, I don't agree with that either. But I'd really love to talk to him and find out why. And he's yeah. a judge, so I mean, if he was judging on the show, he would have given it fifty forty five Volkanovski. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and and I would have gotten on to him because I was just <laughs> like, I was just just like, okay, here's the thing. I could see somebody make a case forty nine forty six for Volkanovski. Yeah, but there's no way Volkanovski won round one. Zero chance. I agree. Like I gave, I gave him the first round, um, and the second. It was one of those things where you write down the score, 2018 Makachev, and then you think, wait a minute, like is Volkanovski really down two rounds to zero? Like you know, it's kind of like you second guess yourself when when yeah. you write that down because I do it's too. like. Yeah, it's not like it's 
this fight is way closer than 2018. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But it's like it's just MMA scoring. Yeah, I, I yeah, I know. I did that. I submitted the 2018. I go like, but then I was like thinking, just like Volkanovski really could have won that second round. <laughs> like, and they don't. And they, I don't remember them showing the scores. So I don't know. Like I didn't yeah, see didn't, what anyone else. I don't think they showed any Twitter Twitter scores during that fight. No, I, I saw a few on the night. I don't think I saw your name, and that doesn't mean it wasn't there. I just I was, maybe didn't I, didn't I was on there. I was on there like two or three times. Okay, yeah, I, I just missed them. My dad, my dad watches with me, and he notices. <laughs> He'll all point it stuff. out. Yeah. yeah, no, I because I does, a lot. He does the he does the Leonardo Di, DiCaprio uh, once upon a time in Hollywood <laughs> point that 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 GIF image that everybody point, yeah. posts all the time. He he tends to do that. No, sometimes I'll be like, you know, I'll be I'll be making some notes or I'll I'll be, you know, at the beginning of the round, especially and I'll or I'll be on, you know, on on uh, Twitter or whatever. Or I wasn't on Twitter, but on the uh, the Slack group or the the um, what were we ta- the discord. And it, you know, so I might be making a comment. I look away from the TV for a second and I'm still listening and kind of watching. But <laughs> generally when I get on when my tweets have been up, I I find out about it one way or the other. Either my dad tells me or I or I suddenly have a lot of people yelling at me on Twitter. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'll get the odd time I'll see, you know, like an old high school friend will take yeah. a picture of it and put it on Facebook and they'll be like, Is that you? Yeah, and I'm like, like, Yeah, a, yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's like it's like the rounds where your tweets get a, yeah. get up. It, there's a lot more there's a lot more social media activity than the rounds Absolutely. Really don't go up. So. Yeah. But yeah, so I you know, but I mean it was a very, very close fight. Um uh, at the end I think I think even Volkanovski kind of probably knew he lost, but he also knew that it was close enough that you know it, it could go either way. Um, and I saw some chatter from him afterwards, you know, like kind of saying like, "Oh, you know, I'd smoke this guy if it was at 145." Well, you know what? Like, it's not at 145, and he's a 155 pound champion. So I, I kind of hate that, but yeah, um, I mean, you know, there was that size. Like, there was that size yeah. difference. Islam was about 178 to 180. In there, Volkanovski said he was 170, and yeah, there's been accusations thrown out by Dan Hooker about Islam possibly using an IV to regain oh. weight. Which, which, That's yeah, I mean, like, like Islam's team's denying it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if that actually happened, like, there's gonna, there's gonna be some, you know, USADA involved and all, and all that. But uh, here, here's a question for you: Where do yeah. you, uh, uh, per, like, f- definitely fight of the year contender in that? For that, oh yeah, I right. mean, especially you know, fight in twenty twenty three so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. Where do you where do you kind of rank that in the pantheon of title fights all time? Oh, I I I wouldn't like have it like super high. Um, you know, I think like the top two fights from last, well, title fights, the top title fight from last year definitely higher. Um, I I've, I'm really bad with this sort of thing, but yeah. when it was over, like you know, I'm even thinking back to. Um, uh, there was one with Cormier a couple of years ago that I was like super into. I can't remember who was who it. Gustafson? It was. Maybe no, no, more recent than that. Uh, no, no, Cormier was on commentary. Sorry, oh. it was because um, I remember uh, making the comment that I thought he was on edibles, and I was on edibles watching the fight. I can't remember which fight it was. It was um, little Whitaker and Gaslam. Oh, that one. Yeah. That was a great fight. Yeah, it was um, a title fight though. Yeah, yeah, wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one, but I I don't know. Just to me, like I thought it was like a really really good fight. Yeah. But like I'd be surprised if it wins fight of the year. Like by the end of the year, I, I think we'll see something better. Whereas like yeah. when you know when that push 
the Prochaska to share fight was over. Like you knew nothing was beating it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to me, it's just, it's right at that level just below like top tier. Yeah. Like, like top all tier, time. Top, yeah. Like, like when I think of all time, great UFC title fights, I think, I think, uh, Yuri Glover and Jones Gustafson, that first fight and, uh, Lawler, Robbie, Robbie Lawler, Rory McDonald, and Robbie Lawler against Carlos Condit. You know, those are, yeah. to me, those are like, that's like the elite tier of title fights. And then, you know, throw, probably, you could probably throw Yo on and Whaley in that. You oh, know, yeah. Round, round out a solid top five, top five what's right that, I think this one? is just right below, right below. It's very much on the level to me of uh, Adesanya and Gastel. That might have been the title fight you're thinking of. Maybe. What what yeah. about that one um that I was at in Vegas? Um it was like the co main event. Uh maybe that wasn't a title fight. Uh just I mean, involved at, involved Lawler. You're at maybe. Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald, yeah. That one, oh my that god. Was yeah. Connor Connor Mendes show. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a title fight, right? Okay. So well, yeah, that, one, that no, it was a title fight. Yeah. Oh, then that one's way up there. Yeah, that one's like, the, to me yeah. that's the greatest fight in UFC history. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I still go with Tashera and, and Prochaska, but maybe that's recency yeah. bias. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember a fight that happened. It was in a it was on a January and it was the first pay-per-view, and I watched it in a hotel room. And it was, I just remember it being awesome. I can't remember, it was maybe like seven or eight years ago. Um, I'm so bad. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're like the January, it's like, January, title fight in January in a hotel, hotel that was Austin about seven, eight years ago. You could be thinking Robbie Law or Carlos Condit. That's probably it. Yeah. 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 That's probably it. Yeah. Cause that was, right. that was UFC 195, 195. And it was like, like January 3rd. Where so, was that fight? Las Vegas. Okay, yeah, I, I think that might be it because I was in um, I was in uh, Grand Forks with yeah, uh, with the was, family and, yeah. and we were yeah we went down there for New Year's and we stayed for a couple of days. Yeah, that was yeah, January. So, that was January 2016. So yeah, that's probably yeah that's probably the one. That's probably the yeah. one. But um, yeah, I think here's what I'll say though: if Volkanovski had like come on like super strong at the end and was just like pounding him and like to the point where he was about to give up or if he even finished it like with you know in the last minute or something then i would probably think it was an all-time great fight does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah okay okay yeah because that like i think it was just kind of missing that you know like where that goes to another level like it's i mean it's it's a great fight. And I mean, it's, it's as, you know, number one and number two in the world. And they delivered a great fight. Like you can't ask for anything better. So if it was better than that, then we would have been like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's kind of crazy too. Cause, cause sometimes when you think of these pound for pound, number one versus number two, maybe, you know, you're kind of almost expecting disappointment Yes, when they yeah. have to square, square off. And this one was far from disappointment. No, no. I, I mean, and you kind of want to see it again, but I mean, I think the only way that we ever see this again is if Volkanovski moves officially from featherweight, you know, and and changes his body a little bit, and and you know, fights lightweight full time, yeah. is the only yeah. way we ever see this again. I did, I did get the impression based on his post fight comments, especially at his press conference, that uh, here's the impression I got. I'm not saying this is gonna happen. Happen. It would not surprise me if Volkanovski. Goes back to 145, does unification with the IR, and win or lose, he's done at 145 after that and up to 155 permanently. If that happens, I'm putting a lot of money on Yair. 
like just because uh, like if he says that ahead of time that oh, okay after this fight win lose or draw yeah, I'm going up yeah. to 155 yeah i don't think and i don't think it's something he'll say ahead of time okay because it's just like you you know when fighters are already in their minds moving up to another they always seem to lose like yeah. I, that's what Usman <laughs> I, in, the, yeah. in his fight against Edwards, and I mean, literally, like every champion right now is literally thinking about moving up. You got Markachev yeah. thinking about welterweight. You got Sterling thinking about featherweight, and you know yeah. all, all that. All that you had Figueredo, Figueredo already deciding before his last title fight that he was moving up to bantamweight, regardless. So you know, it's, yeah, the only one going on probably that isn't is um, yeah, Pereira uh, talking Hill. about. You got Jamal Pereira Hill just, yeah. You got Pereira talking to go two oh five to beat Jamal Hill because he beat yeah. Clover. So. And Jamal Hill is maybe too small for two oh five to begin oh, yeah. with. So I don't think he's going up to too so heavyweight. Yeah. Um, you know, he could probably he could probably move down to middleweight if he wanted to, but um, you know, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, it was a great fight. Um what uh what were the um like I, I could pull it up if I want, but you probably know off the top of your head. What were the media scores like on this one? Uh, it was uh, the the vast majority for Makachev. I don't know have an okay. exact percentage, but it looked like it looked like 80, 20, 85, 15, something. There was yeah. some Vulcan scores. It's kind of surprising actually, because I expected it to be closer. Like yeah. in terms of like I thought more people would pick Volkanovsky. Um, uh, the, the people that did think Volkanovsky won were pretty like those are the only people i heard from yeah. <laughs> like that, you know like they because i sent out my score and i did get a few you know re, uh you know responses and and you know yeah. like oh no way he won that fight or whatever i think if i was judging the fight as a whole i probably would have gone with volkanovsky yeah but i mean yeah under pride rules he wins but yeah because under- five was the most dominant round yeah yeah i mean but we're under the 10 five round 10 point yeah. must so yeah NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, in the co-main event, uh, we got uh, Yara Rodriguez and Josh Emmett, and this one was, you know, for the interim featherweight title. And uh, Emmett was an underdog, but a lot of people were were picking him, including me and uh, a lot of other people I know. And uh, Yara just um, just dominated him, and uh, you know, Emmett got a few shots in, and 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 you know what, he rocked him a couple times. And uh, it's funny because I had accidentally got this result spoiled for me. But like I, I saw it, and then I like immediately looked away, and then I tried to convince myself that I didn't see what I thought I saw, and then, and then like it as I'm watching the first round, I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't, because like Emmett was looking pretty good, you know. But then by the end of the round, your hurts kind of took over, and then the second round, he, you know, he uh, submitted him, you know, late about 40 seconds left in the second round, and uh, 
I, I thought just his um, his range was just too much for Emmett. Like he he could never get inside, and every time he tried to, he got rocked. And um, it wasn't. Um, I, I you know the, the the outcome was never really much in doubt as you're watching. But if you're hoping for Emmett, you you did get a few hope spots. Yeah, this one this fight was fucking awesome too. So yeah, it was. It was. Like 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 my last but but yeah, I mean Emmett. John, and both these guys, both these guys were throwing like throwing shots yep. that were intended to end the fight. But Josh Emmett, especially, that guy throws just absolute power shots constantly, constantly. And he did connect with Yair, and got to give Yair credit; his chin held up. Yep, fantastic. And the big difference was Yair with the kicks and keeping. Keeping him at, at, at range, you know, just yeah. keeping working the body, working the body, working the body, and then whenever Emmett would kind of drop his hands, he'd go high, high. So it's just, I mean, sorry, I had some background noise. No, no, no. I was just, directly. I was often at the high, high, like <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Um, yeah, so, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, and yeah, you're just th- that uh, that finished, you know. You know, landing to the flying knee, but getting taken down at the same same yeah. time of it, but quickly transitioning into that triangle choke. It was just a beautiful finish, and yeah. Yair looked incredible in this fight. Yeah. Absolutely incredible, incredible. Yeah, is, the best he's it, ever seen. Was that his best. mom that he had at uh, cage? Like she was in the crowd, and then he brought her into the cage. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, they didn't really say, but he kissed her on the way in, and yeah. and they mentioned. I think that it was like his girlfriend didn't make the trip. But is but is I, I'm assuming that was his mom that was there. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I guess he could only afford to take you know one or two people. Uh, it's, a, it's a big trip. Or yeah, passports, visas. Yeah, or- that could be it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so we had another Mexican champion, him and Brandon Moreno. So I mean, you know, it depending on what happens. I mean, if they do a unification match or if if he defends his featherweight title, I think you got to do it. You know, if they can get a show in Mexico in the next six months. And cool. put Yair and Brandon on the card. They're doing a show in Mexico, Mexico. You know, oh, by at least September. Oh, okay. I mentioned, that last, mentioned that last week. So. Oh yeah, I've you know me. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've uh, they've started work. They've they sent out the press release. I think this. I think I week, might have even mentioned when you said week, yeah, that the, that the, oh they'll probably have two or three champions or they might yeah, have two, you know yeah yeah they sent out the press release I think it was this past week that they they're working on the UFCPI in Mexico City and they're supposed to have a big show surrounding the opening of that but uh, I've heard June or September so would they do June, it at that do you think they do it in that big open air building that uh, what is it called the the Citadel or something like that I, I think they, they could just, try the. <laughs> It, it brings me back to Dana always saying like he doesn't. Oh like, yeah, he doesn't like open air. Yeah. He doesn't like doing stadium shows. Okay. So, so he he just uh, I mean because yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk locally here in the Dallas Fort Worth area because Dana brought up AT and T Stadium for Connor and Chandler this week, and I'm like, he's just trying to get Jerry Jones to like like he'll do the stadium if he gets if he can get Jerry Jones to po- pony up you know forty million dollars. For for yeah. it, yeah, that's what. Yeah, it, that's he doesn't want to do it, but yeah, that's all, yeah, but if, but if Jared, because I mean, they can do Vegas, Vegas get twenty thousand and get a, almost a twenty million dollar gate there for that. They flight. could do. I mean, the Mexico City Arena holds twenty two thousand, so I mean, that's that's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, and, and, and not to get off on a on a tangent, I don't think you can do an arena show with Connor anymore. He doesn't get the Irish travelers. That, okay, uh, the uh, traveling Irish, show you mean? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get the traveling Irish crowd. Anymore okay. that that would 
make the difference. I, I think that time has passed for it. So you know, just just do it at T-Mobile and jack up the prices. Yeah, or Matt or MSG. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and what's um like what's Volkanovsky like in terms of you know working with like would he be willing to defend the title in Mexico against Yair? Well, I mean, if he wants to, if he wants to stay true to his word and be active and fight three to, you know, three yeah. to four times in, in 2023, I mean, he might, that might be his only choice to do okay. it. But, but is he like the kind of guy that's going to be upset about it or is I, he... I, I don't think, I don't see him as that. Okay. I didn't either, but you know, these that's guys better than I do. So that's why I was asking. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully we get that fight. I mean, it makes too much sense not to do it. And then you do a Brandon Moreno title defense. And that would be the rare case. I think where the um, flyweight title would headline over the featherweight. No, um, no, 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 no. Moreno will not headline over, over Volkanovsky in Mexico. Volkanovsky Rodriguez will headline. Okay. Over, okay. Over Moreno Pantoya. Okay. Okay. No, I just, I, I, I'm surprised. I just assumed I mean, because Moreno's such a big star, but you're always, saying for, for because of the pay-per-view, they always generally go with the, with the larger weight title. Yeah, unless you anyway. know, unless it's like Connor or Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even even the Connor show. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, but Volkanovski's the, you know, he's he's higher on the total bowl. So, but would that be okay? So, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on the on your on this, like, because obviously you're pretty adamant about that. Is it because of the pay per view aspect that they, is why they would do that? And not so much the live tickets, because I would think for for Mexico, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would think Brandon Moreno would be a bigger draw for live tickets in Mexico than than uh, Yard Rodriguez as a challenger would be. Oh, well, Yair Rodriguez, interim champion. They're going to build it up as a so champion a, versus champion. Yeah, yeah. Unification. They'll, they'll, go, they'll go with the higher weight and okay. And there's no, I mean, Moreno's a big star in Mexico. So is Yair. Yair, I don't. I don't know who's the bigger star out of the two. So maybe I'm downplaying how big Yair is in Mexico. I think you are that, maybe a little that, bit. That that could be that could be or funny. or over over overplaying Moreno compared to him. Too. Well, and you know what? And if it, if that's the case, and maybe that's it too. I think I'm just basing it on the crowd reactions to the two guys. Like I'm not saying Yair gets bad crowd reactions, but Moreno's are special. Yeah, like Moreno. Yeah, Yair hasn't had a lot of fights in heavily hispanic markets okay so that's it he got it i mean when they did the show in mexico city with him against jeremy stevens on top he got massive reaction oh yeah and that was the one where they almost had a riot after right yeah yeah (laughs) because of the yeah uh, i mean a lot of you and yair his fights uh when he fought frankie edgar in dallas he got he's gotten big reactions there and when he fought fought uh bj Penn and phoenix he got big reactions there but he's had fights in like vegas and boston and Colorado, you know, not not you know over. Has he fought in smart. Chicago? That's a big. Uh, uh, I don't know. No, he hasn't. No? Okay, all right. So we we got that to look forward to anyway. So yeah, not only did uh, you know we 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 likely got a match set up out of these two main events, and then um, oh, one other question about the two main events before we yeah. get to the rest of the card. Uh, what's next for Makja? Um, very interesting. Uh, I think Poirier. Could be next because Poirier is the only one without a dance partner right now. Okay. Um, uh, I would say, okay, this, this is going to lots of spoil 
uh, one of our news items right now. Charles Oliveira and Benil Darius are fighting at UFC 288 on May, on May whatever the first Saturday of May. May, I think if Benil wins that one, they might give him a title shot. Really? Oliver, hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 his streak would be too long to. Yeah, to, I'm just no. that to me say does no not to. scream a pay per view. Does not event, scream pay per view main event. No, it, pay, it screams co co main event. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a pay per view main event. Main event. Oliver was that fight. I don't know that they give him one against Poirier. So uh, that maybe wild yeah, card, wild card though. fight, wild card fight that could determine the next challenger. Uh, could be the Gaethje Raphael Fiziev fight, and uh, mm. it's happening in a month. So. Yeah, I mean, Gaethje Makachev, I like that yeah, a lot. But, uh, but I think, yeah, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be Poirier or the winner of that fight, fight if they plan on having Islam fight before July. But if he's not gonna fight before July, and uh, I don't know when Ramadan is, as that'll play a factor too when he fights next. Okay, but uh, if it's gonna be you know the fall before he fights again, the winner of Oliver Darius could play into it as well. All right. All right. So let's do our three stars. Um, I feel like I let you go first last time. So I will, I will go first. Um, and uh, my first star is going to be a guy that just got a decision actually. So I'm going to do this backwards. So he's my number three star, but uh, Jack Jenkins. Um, I thought he looked awesome against Don Shanus. And, and again, I'm a sucker for the post fight promos and, and not only that, but the entrance, like this guy got a huge reaction for his entrance, a local Australian guy, just so happy to be there and uh, and had a really good performance. Don Shanus uh, put up a good fight, and he put him over in his post, post-fight uh, interview. So I, re- I really thought that was great. Second one, similar in a way, um, and I'm probably still one of yours here, but Jack Delamadelena was uh, incredible. Uh, submitted Randy Brown, 2 minutes, 13 seconds. Uh, again, Australian guy. He the crowd was super happy for him, and this was kind of like the peak for them because <laughs> uh, the only other Australian to fight was Volkanovski, and I mean they were up for his fight, but he lost. So this was like the biggest win for an Australian on the card. Um, and I'll leave I'll leave one for you there, and my third one I'll go with is uh, um, Clayson Rodriguez. Uh, 59 seconds KO win over Shannon Ross, local Australian guy. He looked just crisp. And like, he looks like a guy that, you know, like two years from now could be fighting a title for a title. Like I just thought I was super impressed by this guy at flyweight. Um, and uh, yeah, Jamie missed weight though. Yeah. But I mean, he's got time and, and there's a yeah. few challengers lined up, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm a, a big, big uh, fan of his. Um, so yeah, I'll let you do your three. All right, the one specifically. Well, yeah, I I had three of mine. You only took one of them, so uh, okay. But uh, the one you took, but I have to agree with you, Jack Della Madalena. Yeah, like, like that was like that was star making showing, yeah. showing, and uh, had Randy Brown on the on the uh, wobbly legs after that punch, and he you could see Randy Brown just trying so hard to get his brain right to keep his feet up, feet up, and he just couldn't stumble to the ground and. Madalena took advantage. He, of I think he might have got one extra shot that he yes. didn't need. Like, yeah. Is that that? Yeah, but yeah. that's okay. Like he's doing his job. Yeah. Second star, uh, Josh Coulibaly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to Zarian. Uh, let's just say it was a lot of kicks, and he kind of kicked the shit out of Coulibaly in the first, including including a groin strike that <laughs> yeah. that could have stopped that could have been a fight ender. 
Like that one was bad. Like that was a hard. That hard was kick. right. That was like a hard penalty kick. kick. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah but Cooley Bell, I mean, he lost the first round, but he lost the first round, but survived the nut shot and made it to the end. And then second, they were, you know, exchanging and, and uh, he caught Bogdazarian with a, with a punch. Like as Bogdazarian landed a kick, Bogdazarian kind of like, you know, they they called it a knockdown. I don't know how bit you know if it was a true knockdown in a sense, but it was, you know, he kind of stumbled after getting hit. But the way Kulibal just jumped on his back right yeah. away, right away, and got that rear naked choke. It was not letting go. But and before I, you go to your first, I want to say if if yes. people, if you're listening to this and you maybe only watch the main card, go and watch the interview with Michael Bisping and and Joshua Kulibal afterwards. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Bisping's yeah. question, he's like, oh, yeah. so. Early in the or late in the second in the first round, you got you got kicked in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> he's like said that, yeah. and he's like, "Why didn't you take the full five minutes?" He's like, "You know how sometimes yeah. they come up and you yeah. feel like they're not even there, and like I couldn't breathe." And he's like, even in between rounds, he was telling the his corner that he couldn't yeah. breathe, and it's like, "Why didn't you take the full five minutes, dude?" And he's, yeah, it was yeah. it was so funny. Yeah, and the third star on my list, I don't number him, but uh, but third star on my list, Loma Luke with me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I should, damn it, I should have taken who I wanted to take then. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Who was the other? Justin Taffa. Tough. Yeah, that wasn't much of anything. Not enough. It was a one punch knockout. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> but Luke with me, Luke with me. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, she uh, she had a had a really good start to the first round, first round. But I think Elise Reed stole it at the end when she uh. Was landing more punches on the ground, on the ground, and her and Luke Bumi's corner was like, you know, she stole the round there at the end. So Luke Bumi would just came out in the second round determined to win that fight and slammed Reed down, down big slam takedown, got the back, got the rear naked choke, submitted Reed. Forty four seconds of the second round, she just looked looked great, and uh, she's I think she's won like. Four out of five, five out of six, something like that. Something yeah, like I, 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 I thought it was. She's, yeah, she's you're won right. Four, four of her last four out of five. Yeah, yeah, four out of five and six out of eight or five out of seven. And I think the one she lost was like a short notice fight. Yeah, it was you know, Lupi Godinez, who's pretty good. So uh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, she looked great. Elise Reed looked like she like when the fight was over, she was like, "What just happened?" Like yeah. she had like she had like because you're right like Loma just came out for that second round and like she was gonna finish her like yeah just you know determined to determined yeah. to end it as quickly as possible yeah so so that was yeah so that that was great we got some good performances there um and uh, so take us through the rest of this card including uh, a really really bad decision in the opening well luckily, luckily we get this to, get to this first uh, here opening fight ended up being a catchweight fight uh, at a uh, Zubair Takugov who had a history of missing weight. At featherweight was moving to lightweight for the first time, and still missed weight, <laughs> missed weight by a pound and a half. But then uh, he fought Elvis Brenner and got robbed. Uh, mm-hmm. Elvis Brenner won a split decision. Uh, Tukugov had a twenty nine twenty eight scorecard, but the two cor- scorecards for Brenner were twenty nine twenty eight and thirty twenty seven, which is absolutely it's. Uh, this is one of the worst decisions in recent UFC history. And that 3027 Brenner scorecard is one of the worst scorecards I've ever ever seen. There is no no way in hell Elvis Brenner won three all three rounds. There is 
no way he won the third round at all. There's no way he won the first round at all. The second round was the only debatable round, and he didn't even win that round. But I, uh, yeah, I thought it like was an absolute robbery. I thought like when, when I think the way they read the scores, like when you heard the thirty twenty seven, yeah, like I thought it was you, to yeah, then you yeah. figured, okay, it's obviously Tukov. Like you know, because there's no way Brenner won all three rounds. Yeah, yeah, the that third, was the third round, but especially the third third round. That was that is utter nonsense. And a lot of people had uh, it's Tukov. I think he was the biggest favorite on the card. Yeah, and uh, so a lot of people had him in parlays, uh, yeah. including our friend Larry, and yeah. uh, that that hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I heard from a lot of people, and uh, and I mean, like, and I was just like. <laughs> I agree with y'all. I mean, like it's yeah, you know, it's just you know, Ooh. I had a thirty twenty seven to Kugov. I mean, the every single media a hundred percent of the media scores had it for two Kugov with the with the majority having it thirty twenty seven for him. Like, it's I, just, yeah, I think I I think I scored at thirty twenty seven. I yeah, I can't remember. I know I had two Kugov winning, but I I was pretty sure. Yeah, no. And then when they yeah, because when they did twenty yeah, because when they first said twenty nine twenty eight Brenner, I'm like what. And yeah. then, and then the second one, 28, 20, 29, 28 to Gugoff and the third, you know, 30, 27. It's like, okay, at least he won. And then, nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just horrible. All and around. then you're like, oh my God, like, what are we in for tonight? Yeah. What are we in for? And luckily, luckily that was the only, uh, out of the fights that went the distance, that was the only, that was the only one that was bad. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but after that, we had a featherweight fight, Blake Builder, UFC debut, won a unanimous decision, 30, 27, 30, 27. 29 28 over Shane Young. Builder looked good, just outstruck Young throughout the entire fight and got a couple of good takedowns to control the That was a really good fight. That was a really good fight as well. Yeah. yeah. Then we had Loma Lagrime uh, submission, second round, 44 seconds over Elise Reed. Then to close out the early prelims, Jack Jenkins unanimous decision over Don Shanus, 30 27, 30 27, 29 28. Yeah, Jenkins looked fantastic here. Great reaction from the crowd. Great interview after afterwards. You know, potential star. I think him and Madalena are teammates. So, oh. so I think so. You know who so, Jenkins? But, you know who Jenkins reminds me of? Uh, Joe Warren. Yeah. Like, just kind of looks like him a little bit, and uh, kind of has that same kind of personality too. <laughs> Except Jenkins had a fantastic mullet. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> just, uh, I think yeah. Warren did for a little while. Maybe, yeah, I'm, but, maybe I'm remembering. But yeah, Jenkins, he, his mullet was fantastic. But uh, he did. He yeah, did. yeah. He just he's he he's got a Austra- he's got a star potential to the Australian market. But, yeah, he's uh, gonna start drinking chewies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, yeah, Ty Ty Tuivas in the crowd got his yeah. camera time to do the shoe do the shoey, and everybody enjoyed. <laughs> he it. milked it too. He yeah, took he, his time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that seemed to be a new pair of shoes. Like they brought up, yeah, those so think, like orange Skechers or something. Yeah, yeah, because his but his buddies were right behind him, handing him a shoe, handing him a shoe that looked like it, nobody was wearing it. So when yeah. I see, I've learned now when I'm fast forwarding, if I see like when they stop in the crowd to show people, I rewind yeah. them, make sure I don't miss anybody. So yeah. I did see Ty. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, the uh, main prelims uh, started with lightweight fight Jamie Malarkey. Uh, unanimous decision over Francisco Prado, 30-27 across the board. Prado's only 20 years old, and he was 11-0 coming into this. Uh, he looks like he's got a lot of uh, really good potential. He, uh, Yeah, he lost all three rounds, but he didn't look bad, and he no. came in on a week's notice. notice so, I mean, I th- he was a guy who was probably going to end up on Contender Series 
So, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what we see out of him in the future. And Malarkey's a tough veteran. So, yeah, very good showing for him. Then we had Clayton Rodriguez finishing Shannon Ross in 59 seconds. Then we had Josh Coulibau, second-round submission over Melson Agazarian, like I talked about. Then we had what was the only – I would say the only bad fight on the card. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, Modestus Bukaskis in his UFC return on short notice, unanimous decision over Tyson Pedro, 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. Uh, Tyson Pedro probably won the first round but was gassed out after that first round. And Bukaskis took over in the last two rounds and outstruck him. And they were both tired in the third round. And the third round wasn't much of anything. So, well, Tyson Pedro had never won a fight that went past the first round. Yeah. And the announcers told us that over and over again. Yeah. So, okay. And the main card kicked off with, uh, you know, what turned out to be an interesting thing. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Crew and Alonzo Minifield, a uh, majority draw. There was one 29-27 scorecard for Crew, but the other two were 28-28. And the 28-28s come from uh, Minifield was docked a point in the third round for a blatant grab, a fence grab. And I love that Mark Goddard immediately took a point, took a point yeah. away. Point away. Uh, blatant fence grabs should have an automatic point taken away 100% of the time because that's one rule you know going in that yeah. you cannot break. Like like these groin strikes and these eye pokes, you know, you're not necessarily you're not necessarily like targeting those things. But if but a blatant fence grab, like you know, it's against the rules, so it needs to be taken away the first. And time. And that was the direct. Time. I mean, that was the reason the fight was a draw. Was because yeah, of that point. And it was the re- reason why because Crute won the won the third round won the third round for sure, for sure. Uh, you know what I scored it? on the first. Yeah, what's you that? Know what I scored it. I scored a twenty eight twenty seven. Twenty eight twenty seven for Crute. I gave him a ten eight in the. Uh, I can't. Yeah. It was the second or third. Like I thought, like Menifee did nothing in the. Yeah, in the you said twenty eight. You said twenty eight twenty seven. Yeah, that means you gave him a ten eight ten eight in the third, which would be a ten seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because I thought Menifield did absolutely nothing oh, other yeah, than grab the fence in the third round. Like yeah. that was to me, that's a clear yeah. ten eight. He was like, even without and, the point. But, yeah, but uh, Menifield, like he almost finished crew in the first round. Crew he did. Say about the bell. Yeah. Say about so, the bell. And yeah. uh, second round, I thought was interesting. Interesting. I had a twenty eight twenty eight, but uh, I thought you could have given crew the second round because Menifield Menifield beat on him and hurt him for a lot early, but Crute made that strong comeback. And I feel like if there had been 20, 30 more seconds that Crute might have submitted him because he had him in dangerous choke position there at the end of the second. He was so gassed. Yeah. Yeah. Minifield's uh his uh his corner was interesting. He only had Pat Barry in it. Nobody else. Nobody else. I don't know if that's I mean, Pat Barry, the finest corner man, but only having one corner person, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, granted, you have one single voice to listen to, but you don't have, you know, you don't have three different people watching three different things to kind of put together a a cohesive, like, here's what you need to do in this second round, this next round kind of thing. So, but anyway, uh, after that, we had Justin Toffa knocking out Park Reporter and – 66 seconds uh porter landed early and i don't know i don't know how many strikes Taffa landed but it felt like he only needed to land one and the one he landed finished it uh you know big left hook porter went down and was out so there was that 
Then we had Jack Delma, Madalena submitting Randy Brown in the first round that we talked about. Then Yair Rodriguez over Josh Emmett and Islam Makachev over Volkanovsky. I want to apologize to people if you heard some background noise. Um, my cat uh, stepped on the remote and uh, started up Monday Night Raw again. So <laughs> I was like, if you heard that, that's what you heard. Um, yeah. yeah. So I uh, maybe, yeah. maybe the cat was trying to show you Seth Rollins' boots tonight. Yeah. No, I I was just about. To, I think he just really wanted to see Piper Niven and uh, Mia Yim, which was the next next match on the card. Um, so yeah, we got uh, a sellout fourteen thousand one hundred twenty four. Uh, just gate just over four million uh, in four, Perth. Four million US is just under six million Australian. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Um, and the fight of the night, obviously, was the main event, Makachev and Volkanovski. And fight uh, bonuses went to uh, Yard Rodriguez and Jack Della Madalena. I, I guess they're not doing that crypto thing anymore, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, good good for them. But the um, I, I it's amazing how often these performance bonuses go to like the top guys. Like I, you know, I, I should have shouldn't have been surprised because I think it was. Who was it early? Was it Kulabo that was asking for the money? Kulabo, yeah. And I'm like, you're screwed. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't ever ask for the 50k because you're not getting it. Like, if you if you don't ask for it, you have a much better chance of getting it than than if you do ask well, for it. They should get. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. What the deal is? Uh, they just need to. It should give out every more finish. Yeah. yeah, every finish should get a bonus. It's ridiculous yeah. at this point, but four million dollar gate, and it's like, oh yeah, here, here's fifty k for the guys that are already making a million dollars for the fight. Yeah. You know, I, I just I had something wrong about that. But anyways, uh, as we said earlier in the show, we we had that big show, and then and we just spent uh, how long we four, almost well, we probably spent forty five minutes talking about it. Yeah. If we can get ten out of this uh card this weekend i'll be surprised uh, i don't even know if it needs 10 <laughs> no i i and you know what's so funny is i was so looking forward to talia santos and, and aaron blanchfield and then i didn't even realize that the change had been made until i t- turned on on saturday and they were advertising oh okay so you didn't either okay. that was when they 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 announced the change during the show Okay. Okay. Because I saw the thing, and then I'm like, "Oh, okay. I, I must have missed that." So yeah, when that we was, announced that it, I probably was, missed it. Too. That was news to everybody, even okay, even even reporters on the ground, and even even people who know this stuff. Yeah, that was that was a change that literally happened like an hour before the show started on Saturday. And I guess it was because Santos can't get into us right now because of visa issues. I, I've heard what I was told, and I said this on Observer Radio. Uh, I think she's okay, but all of her. None of her oh. coaches or corners uh, got okay. it. They either got denied or they didn't, or they didn't get approved in time. So she was going to be coming over with no corners. And she's not the only one. Um, Abus Magomedov, similar issues. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one happened several weeks ago. Though, okay, so. okay, but there's a lot of that going on in the U.S. right now. I it mean, is. we had it in AEW too, right, with Kenny yeah. Omega. Yeah, um, it is, and that's why. That's another reason why I'm pushing to get get these show some of these shows out of Vegas and kind of back in these overseas markets. Canada, so easy to to Canada now. Just come on yeah. up. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't even. You don't have to have Vegas. Yeah, they said after they said uh, David Shaw said after the show that that they're supposed to have a Canada announcement here soon. Good, good. I imagine it'll be like a fight night in June or something. But yeah, but we need we need some more overseas shows just for these people who can't get in the US with the visa. The visa issues yeah. are going to be a serious serious thing and and we saw it affect the main event on this show, but imagine what would happen if it affected a bigger main event. 
Exactly. Imagine if they had this fight with Mok- with Makachev and Volkanovsky in the U.S. and all of a sudden Makachev can't get can't get in or Volkanovsky can't get in because of visa well, issues. He's so. still got Rodriguez and Emmett. Yeah, but 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 no, but no. <laughs> I know, I know. Like it, it's gonna ruin a big main event, you know, if they're not careful. Yeah, yeah they gotta they gotta get their crap together. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I mean, the the funny thing is, is Jessica Andrade is a bigger name than Talio Santos, yeah. and she's in the main event now. But I was just more looking forward to. I don't like this fight at all because I think it's a dangerous fight for Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, like really dangerous. Like I, I mean, I guess she probably didn't have a choice. She had to take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's you who know, they got. I'll put it through this way for Blanchfield. Much more dangerous, but also with much more upside. True. Winning. And probably nothing to lose, right? Yeah, nothing to lose. I mean, you lose you lose this you lose, you lose to somebody you didn't prepare for. Right. And who, and who has a and, much different who has a much different style than Tyler Santos. And Andrage is coming off, you know, she just fought a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, in Brazil. And so, you know, she's probably still in fight shape, but she yeah. was talking about moving down, right? Starway. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's, she's, she's to me, to me, what I call it, call it, she's freelancing right now, taking a (laughs) fight at either weight. Yeah. Well, what's available, taking what's available. Yeah. But I mean, so we got that fight. She's taking what's available until they give her a title shot at, at either weight. And for those who are wondering like, oh, Tyler Santos, you know, Brazilian, you know, her corner's going to get in. Jessica Andrade lives in Las Vegas now, lives and trains in Las Vegas now. So that's, there's no issues there. So. So we got that main event, and uh, and there's not much else in this card. Although we, yeah. I mean, we do have Jim Miller. I mean, he was just yeah. added, um, which is cool. Well, he was on he was on it for a while. His he just got a new opponent though. Oh, okay, it. okay, but yeah. So he oh yeah right. He was supposed to originally fight Mowgli, and now he's fighting uh, Alexander. Is that Fluffy? No. Oh, that's always this is Alexander the, the Great, the Great, the, the Great, Hernandez, the uh, yeah. or or as people called him whenever he fought Cerrone, Alexander the Dickhead Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right, right, right. Um, but I mean, that's not even. So I'm looking at the card right now. Is it really only eleven fights? Yep. Okay, and four fight main card, or are they going to move one of these? Five up? fight main card. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at four on the main card. So is the Jim Miller fight on the main card now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's always been, yeah. OSP. Yeah. I don't know why that's not on the main card, but oh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably gonna suck. Um, but it might uh, not even happen the way Felipe Lins has been lately. Oh, great. Yeah, so then we'll be down to 10. The co-main event is Jordan Wright, who's lost three in a row against Zach Pauga, who there's not a person listening that knows who that is. Um, man, I shouldn't say that. There's probably a few. If you're listening to this show, you're probably pretty hardcore. Yeah, but... yeah. If you're listening to this show, you know Zach Pog. But I, I mean, lost, I had to look it up. And then I remember, yeah, he's a guy that lost. The tough finals. Yeah. I watched every show, but I mean, I forgot about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the co-main. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it, it's a show. Yeah, it's yeah this is what, when I say UFC is a more content provider Oh, yeah. provider these days this is the show that shows that hey they're just providing content this week i mean there's some names on the card that you know um you know and and you'll give us three fights good luck with that um but um oh i'll give uh, you three fights yeah. yeah i mean i'm looking at one that i'm i'm actually kind of interested in but um and then you know the I mean, I know my three, and they're probably going to be the same as yours. But um, but luckily, I, you don't have to come up with three fights to watch. It, so. No, no, but I'm saying I have three, um, yeah. and they're probably the same as you. And that might be the only three on this fight on this show I care about. Yeah. Um, so give me your three. 
Uh, first one is uh, Jim Miller against Alexander Hernandez. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jim Miller. I mean, it's Jim fucking Miller. Like, and he's won, he's won three in a row. Yeah, and all-time UFC wins leader. So yeah. just looking he's at the record. Rolling right on to UFC and, 300. Uh, Hernandez is good. I mean, yeah. he's he's struggled lately, but he's still good. He's still good. Like this is a this is a good fight. You you know, Hernandez is a good. That's a good name to get on a week's notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, second fight is is on the prelims. Featherweight fight: Jamal Emmers against Kusain Askabov. Askabov is twenty three and zero, like coming in with a great record. Uh, Emmers has been he's been okay. So far in the UFC, he's one and two, but his losses to Giga Chikadze and Pat Sabatini. Yeah, he hasn't fought since 2021, but he's got some talent. So, uh, he, you know, before he, you know, he's got a win over uh, Corey Sanhagen and Alexander Hernandez back in the day. So, yeah, he's got some real talent. So, but uh, Askabov, that's a guy to watch out for, you know, 23 and 0. And then, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It pains me to pick this one because he just seems to disappoint me so much. Do it, do it. But I'm gonna go it. light heavyweight fight. William do Knight it. against Marcin Pratchett. Yes, William Knight. He, <laughs> like, he's got, he's got something about him that makes you think he, he's gonna explode and be good, but he just disappoints so much. But when he explodes and knocks people out, like he knocks people out. Yeah. But, uh, and Pratchett, you know. I mean, doesn't have the best chin in the world. I mean, he he should have been cut after he he. I mean, after he lo- he lost his first three UFC fights by knockout in the first round. Like he should have been cut. After this that. is the one that they yeah. you know I think they're trying to get Knight back on track. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And hopefully Knight makes weight. I mean, he's back at light heavyweight for this fight. Last time he was supposed to fight at light heavyweight, he missed by thirteen pounds. Yeah. So so, but uh, but that was also a fight he took on like a week's notice so he was probably he was probably like 240 and he was so slow in that fight he was so bad in that fight and he was so bad against devin clark his last time out last time out and this is a must win for him must win for both guys but i think if william knight loses this fight he's gone he's gone 34 34 to not live up to the potential that they think he had had if he were to lose three straight in a row it has begun so this is must win for him for sure yeah, my mine. In case anybody's wondering, was um, the uh, the ban- the bantamweight fight, Lena Landsberg and Myra yeah. Buena Silva. But, Just because um, their names. Yeah. yeah, their names, and and I like the elbow queen, and uh, you know she's kind of cool. I, I kind of like perversely interested in AJ Fletcher too, because I I, I want to see him get a win because I think he's got something. But if he loses, he's probably cut. So yeah. you know it's kind of tough. But um, yeah, go through this card, including that fight I just mentioned, which is second up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it starts off flyweight fight: Clayton Carpenter against Juan Camilo Ronderos. Uh, these are all on ESPN Plus. Normal, normal ESPN Plus start time uh, of uh, four Eastern time for the prelim, seven Eastern time for the main card. Um, okay, so Carpenter Ronderos kicks it off. Well, then we have the welterweight fight: AJ Fletcher against Themba Grimbo. Uh, then we have a lightweight fight, Nazim Sadikov against Evan Elder. Then the light heavyweight fight, Ovin St. Pru against Felipe Lins. Then featherweight fight, Jamal Emmers against Kusain Askabov. And the featured prelim, Lena Landsberg against Myra Bueno Silva. Then our five fight main card kicks off lightweight, Jim Miller, Jim Effin Miller against uh, Alexander Hernandez. Then light heavyweights, William Knight against Marcin Pratchino. 
Then your typical heavyweight main card fight, Josh Parisian against Jamal Pogues. Uh, what's uh, Parisian? I, I think that's the guy you like. At yeah. Heavyweight, who kind of, you know, he, you know, no, it's uh, Jer- it? with the other guy, um, uh, Vandera. Yeah, yeah, Jared Vandera looks like those, Mox, yeah. or he used yeah, to they, look like Mox. He yeah. doesn't anymore. Yeah, those two guys, those two guys are almost like interchangeable because, it, yeah, and it seems like one of them is. One of them's on a fight card every other month. Well, this so. is your uh, standard, you know, two heavyweights on the main yeah, card that are heavyweight, have a terrible fight. Your heavyweight apex main card fight. So, yeah. Okay. And then we have the light heavyweights, Jordan Wright against Zach Pogla. And then the main event, Jessica Andrade against Aaron Blanchfield. And I almost forgot my ROI picks. I actually did it this week. Um, yeah. And the aforementioned Josh Parisian, 61.1% ROI. They didn't do so well last week, so it's due this week. Um, plus 180 underdog, and he's got a one-and-one record as an underdog. Um, and William Knight, plus 100 underdog. And you mentioned why you think Marcin Prashino is prime for an update, uh, an upset. And uh, Knight is 4-3 and three as an underdog. And the third one is Jim F. and Miller, plus 160 underdog. And that's over – and over his last 10 fights, he's 2-4 and four as an underdog. So he's got a couple wins as an underdog. And and when you're getting those underdog odds, you only need to win, like, you know, one out of every three to make money. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's prime for the underdogs. I've got three. Jim Miller, William Knight, and Josh Prezian. Yeah. So uh, when does card start? Oh. Uh, real quick on betting, betting stuff off top, off top of it. How would you do on your Super Bowl bets? I did good. Um, yeah, so I, so I started with, um, I, I, my UFC bets, I was down, I was down about 70 bucks on my UFC because you saw my, you saw my, my picks and, yeah. you know, it's so great, but a couple underdogs won, so I didn't do too bad. And then I got it all back in about $40 profit. So I was up 110 on the Super Bowl. And so I, I, for the weekend, I was up. But I got the the two nice ones I got were the Eagles to get the, um, to get the longest touchdown, longest offensive touchdown. And I had, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Hertz to outpass Mahomes with 45 yards. Like uh, forty five uh, yards, yeah, up forty five, and I mean he he outdid him anyways, but without even having the forty five, yeah. so I should have just done the straight money line. But yeah. um, and then the other one was um, that the first score would be a touchdown, and because yeah. I figured the Eagles always score on you know if they get the ball, and the Chiefs are gonna like either go for a touchdown or they're gonna have to punt, and then the Eagles are gonna get the ball back. So I just figured like there was a real good chance that the touchdown was gonna be the first score. Yeah. So yeah, I did I did all right. All right. If the Eagles had a one, oh, I got all those two. But yeah. uh, alas, it was it was fun and it was a great game, great game. Yeah, great game. Um, and and the penalty was the penalty is fair. There's nothing wrong with that penalty. Yeah, it was yeah. it was the right call, but it, you just hate to see they yeah. see the biggest game of the years, you know, and like that. that. But I I think it was gonna I mean, by 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 one that you could have let go. Exactly. But I mean, then they would have just kicked a field goal anyways. And yeah. I'm not sure the Eagles were going to come down with a minute left and score. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was the Super Bowl and that was, uh, the, uh, the UFC 284. And, uh, and yeah, we got this big card. So it's four o'clock. Uh, so with only 11 cards, like this thing's going to be over by like nine, uh, Eastern, but our, our time, 10, 10 Eastern, maybe even earlier than that. Yeah, so well, it starts at six. It'll be over by nine. Starts at six our time. Be over by nine. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, anyway so yeah. That's awesome. I can watch some hockey. Um, all right. And next we got the Or you can watch the it's Elimination Chamber Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. But yeah, I'll definitely be watching that. Uh I think I think it might be Sunday, but you'd think I would know, eh, Mr. WWE Honk. Um, okay, the question of the week. I got one for you, and we kind of touched on this earlier, and this kind of it might be an easy one. Um, it's more of like a like a fact thing. It's not an opinion. So I, you know, there, there's an actual real answer to this, and I assume you're going to have it. But if you don't, maybe you can look it up real quick. How, how have people done traditionally? And we talked about this a little bit earlier. Who have moved up and challenged for a title, uh, like that champions that have moved up. You know, we've had a few double champs, but in a lot of cases, they're guys that are going down. Um, or they're fighting for interim champions. But I'm wondering, like, has a lighter guy ever beaten the champion at the higher weight class? Yes. Okay, what, what, what were the ones? I know, uh, okay, I just thought of one, Nunez, um, right? She beat Nunez Cyborg. over Cyborg, yeah. yeah. Connor over Eddie Alvarez. Oh, right, because he most... moved up from featherweight, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Cejudo, that was, a, that was a vacant title. Right. Uh, and Cormier um, was vacant. Cor- no, no, Cormier wasn't vacant. Vacant. He he moved up to beat Stipe. Oh, you're right. Yeah, right. It was the light heavyweight title that he kept getting vacant, and then he was well, vacant. It, he won it vacant. He lost it to Jones, but because Jones failed the drug test, he was giving it back. Right. Okay. So it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so actually, there's been quite a few. It's been three. Okay. Okay. That's not Three? too bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. To I had another one. Yeah. Nobody else is. Nobody else doubled. There's on the weekend. Four, there's on only the been four, four double champs. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. On the weekend, I was like, I had a great question and I should have wrote it down because I thought, okay, next time Ryan asks me, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him this question. And then I forgot. So hopefully yeah. it comes to me again. But I just remember it was a great question, but I can't remember yeah. what the question I, was. I, I had a question. I had a question. Question the other day, and then I forgot it. Forgot it. That's why I. That's, that's why I like gave me. It. Yeah. That's why I gave it to you. And yeah. the funny thing is, when we started recording, I remembered the question, and it was it was the title fight question. Where would you, where would you rank? This oh, okay, past? okay. So, so we talked about that. So, okay, so I, another real quick one, and I imagine yeah. you have an answer for this, and you yeah. probably even know the answer, but you maybe can't give it away yet or something. Or, um, but if you had to put a fight into the hall of fame this year we talked earlier and this is gonna be our next topic but we talked uh you know a few weeks ago about who we would put into the hall of fame as fighters but if you had to put a fight this year uh which would you put in the fight wing of the hall of fame there's so many uh i mean robbie lawler and rory mcdonald that fight needs to be in the hall of fame the one we and, talked about earlier, yeah, uh, on the undercard of Mendez and Connor, yeah. yeah, okay, that's a good one. And we're already retired now; is maybe a good yeah. time to do it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out soon, right? Yeah, yeah, we okay. will. All right. So, if you're watching the show, yeah. or even Paul, if you, Paul, Paul, if anybody listening, real quick, I hate to hate to just Paul talk for a few minutes, talk for a minute. I gotta go. Yeah, do no something. problem. Well, I'm gonna say, if you're watching the show. 
you got the announcement, and I've got the press release right here. Uh, Jens Pulver, named to the UFC Hall of Fame class of 2023. They had a really nice video package. They showed Jens Pulver doing commentary on some of his classic fights. They kind of told the story of how he came into the UFC. He was the first ever featherweight champion, or I think they called it bantamweight at the time, but it was basically the first lighterweight champion. Um, and, uh, he, they said, uh, you know, I'm reading this thing here. Dana White said, Jens Pulver is a pioneer of the sport who is not only the first lightweight champion in UFC history, someone who delivered some of the sport's memorable moments. No one will ever forget his knockout of John Lewis or his win over BJ Penn in their first fight. And his fight against Uriah Faber in 2008 was the biggest fight in WC history at the time. Ryan and I talked about that a couple weeks ago, that feud that, um, you know, did great business for, um, WEC. I think one of their TV shows did like a million five at a time when they were averaging like 400,000, like it was just insane how much interest there was in, in uh, that feud between Pulver and uh, Faber in 2008, 2009. Um, so he's the 18th member of the pioneer era wing. And of course those are athletes who turned professional before November 17th, 2000. Um, he uh, victories over BJ Penn, Cub Swanson, Kyle Uno, Joe Stevenson and Cole Escovedo. He was the, Season five, tough champion and the or of uh, coach, and they showed him, uh, you know, with uh, Cole Miller and Nate Diaz. He coached. That was the first tough I ever watched. So nice. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, um, yeah, big. Uh, you know, Ryan, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, uh, and uh, I think he was your first choice of people who you thought should be in the Hall of Fame that weren't. And I had, um, you know, and I think I had Edgar and uh shamrock frank shamrock and then i can't remember who your second choice was it was anderson silva yeah 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 so you know and and i i made the guarantee at the end of that segment on that thing you can go back and listen i said i guarantee you one of these four will be in the hall of fame this year and of course jen's pulver's in now i don't know if you had any inside information or if it just made too much sense no no i i felt like He's been he had been campaigning for a long time. Oh, okay, okay, long time. He had been campaigning. His managers have been camp campaigning. That doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's going to get him, but it kind of felt like it was going to eventually happen. Yeah. And I when I was thinking of pioneer era this year, I was just like, you know what, this this would be good. And they had him. They you know he does all the Twitch. He does he hosts for the UFC on Twitch. So the, those camera. that stuff, and I think this is when you stepped away for a second. The stuff that they showed on the broadcast of him yeah. doing commentary—that was Twitch stuff. Yeah, Twitch. Dreams. Okay, okay. Twitch streams. They 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 do, they have him and other fighters uh, doing doing you know like a like a, a fight companion on there. They can't show they can't show anything any of the fights, but they just they have them on camera talking about the fights and and so yeah, that was him. And they got his, of course, like like always, like I said these people never know it's coming. So that was his legitimate, like first knowledge of it is his legitimate reaction. And there was a great reaction, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know whenever I was on observer with Dave and we were talking about it and Dave was bringing up his record as, you know, maybe not necessarily being the best when it comes to hall of famers. That's true. But a lot of these old timers don't have the best records. I mean, BJ Penn's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think his final record was like 16 and 11. So it's not like yeah. he has the best record. But Jens Pulver, pioneer pioneer of the uh, early light, lightweight. He was the first, he was, uh, he won the title in the very first card under the Zufa banner. 
Yeah. UFC 30. Lightweight title. That was a yeah. Lightweight title. And he had one of the, you know, he had one of the very early memorable knockouts in UFC history, that 11 second knockout of John Lewis that had been replay, replayed a bunch, you know, back in the back in the day. But yeah, won the title over Cal Uno, uh, beat Dennis Hallman and BJ Penn in title defenses. Then he had the dispute with the UFC, you know, one of the first guys to really challenge them back in the day over contracts. And, you know, he left and lightweight title. Uh, I mean, BJ Penn and Cal Uno fought and they had a draw. And then there was no lightweight title and the division, the lightweight division actually got rid of for a couple, couple years until they brought it back in 2006. And yeah. uh, Sean Shirk became champion. Coincidentally on Sean Shirk became the, the first lightweight champion since Jens Pulver. Coincidentally on the show that Jens Pulver made his UFC return, UFC 63, when a uh, Jens Pulver lost to uh, Joe Lozon, you know, in yeah. Joe Lozon's UFC debut. But then he yeah. had the ultimate fighter five, five, you know, him and BJ Penn coaching, arguably the best ultimate fighter season there's ever been. The first time the coaches ever yeah. faced each other in the main event of the finale. Yeah, of the finale, of the finale, yeah. the other fights have been on pay per views. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, or the the two times the coaches fought. Well before. deserved. Yeah. I I have but, yeah. no like no question about this. Yeah. Like I get what Dave is saying, but yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, but like he's just such a pioneer. And then and then the importance of the of the WC WC him and him and Faber that fight that put Faber on the map that put that put Faber on the map and that had such good, great business. Mm-hmm. business on versus and then it exposed those lower weight divisions if that fight never happens i don't know that i don't know that we have this lower weight explode i think it eventually happens but i think it happens much later than it did well faber like faber was a rock star and yeah. and so you get there against pulver who is like the anti-faber yeah and it just a great dynamic between the two of them and then you had like i said 1.5 million people watch their fight i i could have that number wrong but i know it's real close it, no that. it was like it was that but it was yeah and then and then you know then you faber wins and then they go to pay-per-view where he fought uh who was who it out that of Aldo, yeah. So I mean, you know, you you can make a direct line from Pulver to Faber to Aldo, and then you know they do Faber and Aldo on pay per view, and it does like one hundred seventy five thousand buys, which was the most by far of any non UFC pay per view. Now, yeah. of course, they own the company, but still. <laughs> But in the pay-per-view, you know, it was it was great, and it also was the the beginning of the end of the WEC. It too. was, but it also allowed the UFC to bring in yeah. bantamweight yeah, exactly. featherweight because, because yeah. they mer- they mer- they ended up merging the companies. But without you know, that, without later. without this feud, maybe that doesn't happen because oh, Faber's exactly. not a big star. Yeah, so yeah, it was it it was it was classic, and yeah. uh, you know, like I kind of look at him like um, if you want to make a pro wrestling equivalent, because you brought up Dave. Yeah. He's like a Mick Foley, you know, like he was important to getting other people over, but he was a yeah. big star himself too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, maybe the win loss record wasn't the greatest and maybe he doesn't look like a typical star. I mean, he does. I mean, he looks like a guy you would not want to meet in an alley, no. yeah. <laughs> you know, even today. Um, you know, I, I think, he, I, I know he'd beat the shit out of me. Um, but, uh, you know, probably just for fun, but, uh, yeah, it's great that, you know, that he's going to be inducted. He's probably not gonna be the hall of famer either. I think it, I still think it's probably gonna be Aldo, but, um, we'll see. Or Silva. Are you, um, what are you talking about? Like for the, like, who will be the head, like the headliner? They, they don't, they don't worry about that shit. 
Well, I know, it's but not like, it's not like WWE. No, no, but there's usually it's... one bigger name, like you know. And I don't I mean, all, put it this way. I don't, don't think as, Paul is the biggest name that's going to be inducted this year. Well, I mean, they don't get as there's not many people that get bigger than Aldo, you know. Right, that's what I mean. So, I mean, if, if it's Aldo, then you know, like I'm, I'm saying that I think there'll be a bigger name than Pulver added to the Hall of Fame. But before this, yeah, you know, yeah. international fight, UFC, UFC doesn't worry about that. They treat it traditionally. They don't, uh, you can't compare it to WWE. Hall of no, Fame. no, but I, but I think, yeah, I guess you're right. But um, they usually do four, right? Like they have, um, they have a, yeah, they have this pioneer, five, yeah, yeah, four pioneer five, fight. Yeah. Sometimes um, they'll give two modern people. If yeah, last year it was Cormier it. and Khabib, right? Yeah, I don't know if they did a pioneer last year. I don't think so. so I don't think yeah. so. All right, so yeah, that was fun. And uh, so, yeah, they, they, congratulations to Jen Pulver. Um, we got not much time left, but we don't have much left anyways. Uh, we got some quick news. Um, so UFC 415. So this is the week after the Miami show. Yeah. Uh, we got a location. April 15th, the show headlined by Max Holloway and Arnold Allen. It's going to be in Kansas City, Missouri. So. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's I could almost drive there. Um, it's kind of so halfway between I, you and me, eh? Look at um, so yeah. I I did go to the last Kansas City show. It's a, probably a little far for me. I think it's yeah. like maybe like twelve hours. Kansas City fun town, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be three straight UFC shows on the road. Four straight, awesome. So, and four straight. And so uh, like I said, we're hopefully it's a sign that more are coming. You know, I did get the um, I did get the uh, credentials, so I am going to yeah. be at UFC two eighty six. And then uh, I'm going to be in uh, or 285. Yeah, well, better. I don't know if I didn't apply for the wrong one. Um, and then I uh, and then I'm going to uh, Revolution the next night uh, in uh, Vegas. I booked my flight today, <laughs> so it's going to be fun. I'm Vegas leaving at to, 6 a.m. after Vegas after to San Fran. You might as well just stay up all yeah. night. That's what. Well, I mean, my flight leaves at 6 a.m., so yeah, yeah. I probably will. Yeah. 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 Uh, 12 and a half hour drive from, uh, from Winnipeg. So I don't think I'll be doing it to Kansas city. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, and yeah. I would imagine we'll get a lot of those Midwest fighters, uh, on that card, you know, it'll start filling up soon. Um, in fact, we got a couple, well, the two fights that we have aren't Midwest fighters, but, <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll fill that out, um, with the, you know, a lot of those guys that we see on these cards all the time. Yeah, you, it would have um, been full. It would have been full of James Krause fighters, but not anyone. Yeah, unfortunately. It's funny. They touched on that on the broadcast. Did you catch it? Yeah. Yeah. They, I can't remember somebody that was fighting and they're like, well, of course he couldn't train with James Krause. They didn't tell us why. They just assume, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, John Anik. He just assumes everybody is all up on the gambling. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dan Hooker and Sean Brady are both out of upcoming fights. Yeah, yeah. Dan Hooker is supposed to fight Jalen Turner at a UFC 285 in Vegas, and that fights off. And then uh, Sean Brady was supposed to fight Michelle Pajara on the uh, San Antonio card on March 25th, and yeah, he's out too. So those are oh, okay. two updates. So they're all right, I would assume they're just going to look for new opponents look, for those looking guys. For, looking for new opponents for both. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, I know Will Brooks is campaigning hard for that Jalen Turner fight. He's been campaigning hard to get back in the UFC and he honestly deserves another look. So who's that? Sorry, I missed Will Brooks. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, didn't he have some legal issues? No. I'm You're thinking, I'm somebody, thinking else. Of somebody else. Okay. Yeah. I thought like some Will, like Will Brooks, uh, no, he's just a f- former Bellator champion who yeah, yeah, got yeah, signed in the UFC 
just he just struggled one and three and uh yeah got, got released after after that because he only signed a four fight deal and but he's got like four four or five wins on the regional scene and probably should have more but he's losing he's lost a lot of fights like the week of the fight because people okay. just people signed to fight him and then all of a sudden suddenly it's fight week and they're like no nah, i can't fight this week <laughs> so, well hopefully hopefully he gets in there uh was it featherweight right or lightweight, lightweight. Lightweight, okay. Has two um, wins and, over Michael Chandler. So. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, man. That's a long time ago. Um. All right, and then you've got in your notes here, tough cast talk, and I tried to Google it, but yeah. I'm having a hard time with. Uh, oh, because the Google Google's there's been no there's no uh, cast hasn't been released, but uh, from what I have heard and what many have heard, and I think and I think this is a hundred this is a true story going on. It's going to be a. Uh, what they call a veterans versus rookies kind of deal. Uh, they're going to be bringing half the cast is going to be new people, you know, oh. who, who are fighting to get the UFC, and the other half is going to be be uh, people who've been cut trying to get trying it's to kind of like they did back. this. They, was it uh, four where they had like people that had been in UFC before? That yeah, but that back? was yeah, but that was all. But the whole cast was this. This is going to be like a half and half kind of thing. So you're going to get like your, you know, like basically like these fights that come together at the last minute where they call some guy that, you know, like hasn't fought in UFC in two years and, yeah. you know, won a bunch of times in the regionals against some prospect. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think they're all 155ers. Okay. I think interesting. I have not heard any names. Well, I mean, other we than, just talked other, about a guy. Other, that than, could, other than Will Brooks is not. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Will Brooks Because they're supposed to start filming. And he said, he said that he never heard. I don't know anybody anybody but i've heard i've heard rumors that it's going to be strictly veterans versus rookie and that connor is going to be the one coaching the veterans <laughs> oh so so, so okay so, so it's of, one team of all okay so it's not like a mixed group of you know like you might have four yeah, and four on either yeah, team yeah, yeah i don't yeah i don't i we don't know the whole format yet it's just, this is it's just, i kind of like just this. what people are speculating when you know what it's it's I really think that's a good idea to do for tough right now. And maybe you can do it every other year. Yeah. Know, because, because the thing is part of the problem with tough is that people don't know the fighters. Don't know the fighters. So, and, you know, yeah. and so if you get like a, you know, a guy that people know, you know, like, and, and also too, they're running out of talent for tough because they're putting yeah. so much of the good talent on the contender series. Plus you got LFA and you got, I mean, they can pull those guys on, yeah. onto this, but yeah, <laughs> the contender series. I still remember the contender series. The original idea for the contender series was was a mix of people who had gotten cut before and they were trying to fight their way back. Well, but we I think did, we got a bit of that. Um, we did. We did. Yeah. At, we did at first, and then yeah. they real they realized that that if they give contracts to people who they cut in the past off the contender series, those guys are those guys have to get higher starting pay the new uh, people okay. because because of previous contracts like like you know if they cut a guy they cut a guy like for instance if they cut a guy who was making 30 30 his last ufc fight ufc fight and he goes comes back and wins his way back on on the contender series contender series like he's 45 yeah like 10 and 10 is not gonna fly yeah. or 12 and 12 that's not gonna fly with that person so so and, and I think it's in their I think it's in their guidelines when they bring when they bring people back after cutting them they start them back where they where they were when they were cut. So, well, I, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this now. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, they haven't officially announced this. This is just kind of 
the word that's been spreading. So, okay, cool. Which I hope, well, I, I hope it's true. I hope yeah. it's true because, because I, I really think it's a very interesting take on tough. As long as we don't get Diego Sanchez back, I'm happy. I don't think so. He's supposed to be bare knuckle boxing here soon. Okay. But I mean, we might see guys that had gone to bare knuckle come back, you know, uh, <laughs> it would have been Diego. Yeah, Will Brooks would have been interesting on this show too, though. Though yeah. if they, they do this, because he could have been a veteran, coached by Connor. But then you also have him, have him with two wins over Chandler. So you got that. Yeah, yeah, you got that, and, you yeah. Know, So, but uh, and then you have you could have Will Brooks corner him later. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, we have some uh, fight announcements to close out the show. Uh, there's a few here. There's a few here. Uh, UFC Fight Night on um, March 11th. Uh, Rafael Sunsal. He's supposed to fight Kyler Phillips. Phillips is out, so uh, he's fighting Davy Grant now. That's the one in Vegas at the um, yeah at the Virgin Hotel. Yeah, the Virgin. It's the the same night as the uh, Power Slap pay per view. <laughs> oh yeah, who cares? Uh, I, I don't know which I'm gonna watch. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing real notable until uh, the uh, uh, April fifteenth card that we talked about in Kansas City. But two notable fights here: flyweight fight, the uh, big flyweight fight. Absolutely, Brandon, yeah. Brandon Royville against Mateus Nicolau. So Matthias Nicolaus signed a new UFC deal, so he's so it's almost like a title eliminator yeah. for him. Almost, yeah. And then uh, Clay Guida against uh, Rafa Garcia. That's a good That's one. That's pretty cool. Okay. And then the uh, next week, April twenty second, UFC Fight Night, Brad Tavares against Bruno Silva. He's still kicking, Brad <laughs> Tavares. Yeah. And then uh, UFC two eighty eight, uh, May sixth. You gonna skip talk. over my boy Ricky Glenn? Oh, oh Ricky Glenn against Chris Giagos. I like yeah. that honorary Canadian. Yeah. Ricky anyway, Glenn. that's on that's Sorry. on April twenty second. But back to May sixth, UFC two eighty eight. <clears throat> we talked Charles Oliveira against Benil Darius. Also Bryce Mitchell against Jonathan Pierce. That's a that's good a nice one. And yeah. then May May thirteenth, UFC Fight Night main event. Uh, Anthony Smith against Johnny Walker. So that'll be. Uh, It'll be like um, Des Moines, Iowa, or something. I mean, if it's, in, <laughs> like, if it's anywhere, Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, I mean, like well, Anthony what? Smith is from Omaha, Nebraska. Well, I know, but he's like that were, area, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, they were supposed to have that card, right? Yeah, they, they were supposed to have them. the card, card, and uh, when when he fought Glover, yeah, Glover, that was supposed to be, a, I think, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Something. Do you remember when they 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 um they aired all those vignettes of uh, Anthony Smith, you know, in in like the neighborhood and everything? And then when they actually did the fight, and I I can't remember where it was, but but they just re-aired the same vignettes. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was laughing so hard, but yeah, so that one's yeah, that's kind of a make do, right? Because that got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Omaha, that's another one that you know I could get to if I wanted to, but I won't. Um, and you, you're not that far from Omaha either. No, maybe like eight hours. But uh, yeah, so and uh, yeah, and then yeah, nothing else on the Jessica Rose Clark fight. It's not worth mentioning. So yeah, that's uh, that. That'll just about do it. So we, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fights coming. We're you know we're man, we're booking into May already. Um, before you know, it, it's gonna be International Fight Week. Um, but, uh, so for, uh, Ryan, you had, uh, you obviously your coverage of, um, last week's UFC in, uh, in this past week's observer and this coming week, you'll have extensive coverage of UFC 284 
And uh, if you haven't listened yet, like me, you can check out Ryan on Wrestling Observer Radio on uh, on the F4W Network. And, uh, and then uh, follow him on uh, social media and uh, also this coming weekend uh, covering the UFC show from the Apex that we that we previewed. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's 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 another Saturday for me. I know. I, I got to get working. I got to get working on the observer this week. I had yeah. an unexpected guest during the Super Bowl and I'm behind. <laughs> That's all right. You got, you not, got a couple of days. I got. Yeah. You know, D- Dave usually expects it about by wednesday so hopefully i, I haven't it to it by wednesday. i haven't got to it yet i think i'm going to read it tomorrow morning it's but. always it's always funny he always talks about being rushed on third on thursday and i always tell people well ufc stuff is done <laughs> yeah there you go hey don't blame me yeah. um and uh, i was i did a show with uh, garrett gonzalez and jeremy feinstone that is on the fighting media youtube channel it's called the road to wrestlemania we previewed elimination chamber talked about what we thought were coming up uh, for WrestleMania for all the people in there. So that, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, Jeff Hawkins and I'll be back tomorrow with the dynamite show uh, following the, uh, you know, dynamite. Um, and uh, yeah. And I think that's, that's, I don't have anything else really to plug. Uh, just again, you know, if you uh, haven't already, you know, sign up for the Patreon and get on that discord. Cause that's a lot of fun. And as soon as it's available for everybody, we'll definitely let people know here. Uh, I want to thank you all again for listening and uh, supporting us here at Fight Game Media. And Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the fights and uh, our hope everybody enjoyed the show and enjoyed the fights this weekend. Later.